Senior Fox coming home strongly at the yards. Here's a good finish coming up. Jockerson in front. Senior Fox coming up. And Welcome to Briz Vegas, Queensland Winter Carnival Show. It's a standalone show brought to you by topsport.com.au and punningform.com.au. I'm your host, Scoot, and I'm joined by Johnny McLeod from MacBet and his sidekick, the Windsor Weasel. I tell you what, he's not the sidekick anymore. Batman, he's a new Batman, and maybe Johnny McLeod is Robin. How are you, boys? Yeah, good. Thanks, Scoot. Yeah, I think if uh, if Vega won with a girl, I think Tom might have uh, just flipped the whole ball game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was sensational stuff, and uh, you might have taken the mantle of Australia's most profitable racing show. I dare say, uh, Bet Doctors had a quiet week last week, but uh, you guys have definitely got the votes from last week. Sensational stuff, and uh, let's have a look at uh, well, let's do a bit of a recap of some of the races. I'll ask you a question: Is uh, Port Louis or Converge the horse to follow into the JJ Atkins? Well, that's a tough one, I reckon. it's. I know who Johnny's going to side with. I know who he thought the better run was. Um, I think I might be going the other way with Port Louis because he's a bit more lightly raced. And, yeah, I don't know. It was a very funny run race. Like, the market really um, gravitate, gravitated towards um, Ranch Hand and Prince of Boom. They were your favourites in the end. But, geez, I thought they were both disappointing. They both maybe had excuses. Prince of Boom was caught wide on speed and Ranch Hand had the blinkers on a Nova race. But... They were both fairly plain in the end. Mm. Johnny? Well, I, 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 I can't get away from Converge. I, I just I love that horse sort of tapping, tapping the line like it did. Straight after the race, we're sort of just staring at each other, sort of saying, God, what, where did it come from? Because in the yard, it's only a little plain thing. And, you know, maybe they've just found the key to it by riding it quiet and just charging it. Um, I, I think it's just a. It could be a horse that turn turn the corner. Mm, it's uh, unusual for a gay Waterhouse runner to finish like yeah. that. And Port Louis was a little bit soft in the market late, and I think it might uh, improve dramatically from that. And I'll be interested to see if it's uh, got any hoof filler or anything like that. What about the uh, the Queensland Derby, Senior Toba? Absolute sickening for me, but uh, explosive Jack. I thought he was a forgive runner. I thought he got pinballed around and. I thought he was all honours uh, in defeat, Explosive Jack. Yeah, he, um, I, I, whatever I thought in the race of how, how far um, Explosive Jack was going to be in front of the other one, I just was thrown out the door. I was sort of sick halfway around. Um, I sort of started to bail on the, on, on the one you're talking about, Wallace. Was, um, we were on Tom's one and uh, we're on explosive and then uh, and then i started to think when the other one the gray got up on the outside midfield and getting in too wide i started to panic sort of thing in the run and uh <laughs> <laughs> so i was sort of bailing off i was i was using every bucket i could find to, to, to throw the water out of the ship <laughs> and uh kukaracha tommy uh, turbo it was going to be a fill up the start before did you stick fat yeah, I stuck fat on Saturday, luckily. But yeah, all geez, it was still a good run by Explosive Jack. I thought it's been an enormous preparation and a great training performance by my Eustace, and it's going to be exciting to see what he can um kind of produce. Possibly, maybe if he goes towards a Caulfield Cup or something like that later in the year. Mm. The other horse, looking, uh, with, oh, with you go, Johnny. Looking at both the horses in the yard, um, all the three of them, you know, Cucaracha would probably come third as far as looking at him. Um, but that uh, was this horse, Senior Toba, 
But to do what it's done in three or four starts or whatever it is going to the derby and just being a little bit uh, immature and this um, prep coming up here away from home and then, you know, putting him away and coming back next time, I, I think he's going to be the horse that's going to make the big improvement, um, you know, from here to next time he starts. Mm, I'd probably agree, yeah, well, there's ultra patient with him, that's for sure. And uh, what about Ayrton? A lot of people were disappointed with his performance, but uh, I thought it wasn't a bad effort. I thought the price was a ridiculous pre-race, so I didn't back him uh, with any of my money, but I thought he was uh, he was pretty good in defeat. Yeah, we, we were discussing this horse, you know, for the whole, well, for two days we were pretty much discussing it, and even on the day we... I sort of had a look at it and said, well, you know, to get it to this price, I can't get it to this price. No matter if it wins this race, it can't rate what it needs to rate to deserve $1.60. And um, um, so I uh, I put the hands in the air and I didn't play, but uh, Tom did the right thing and laid it. So it was it was just one of those things. I, I listened too much to the talk around town about how good it was and, and not just believe in the figures and saying that, this is stupid odds. Mm. It'll uh, be interesting to see how it uh, comes back next prep or where its next target race is. Now, am I allowed to talk about Sweet Deal yet, uh, Johnny? You uh, you had it rated two dollars thirty. It uh, I think we took five or five fifty uh, early in the week, and it's it's ran like a dollar thirty chance. It was an absolute moral beat, but they snagged it out back, and that's what you said. All it needs to do is take up a position to win and. Oh my God, Nashville Willer out the back and rattled home for an unbelievable second. Are you okay? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, it was just it was sickening for about four or five days, and I still feel the effects of it. It was sort of it was one of those things. Even after the first two hundred, there's four or five of us watched the race up there, and everyone's saying, "Where is it? Where is it?" And, and you know everyone's looking around the midfield and maybe a little bit closer and, and then all of a sudden you see it out the back and every head dropped and we're and the pace wasn't on either they weren't going fast and you might as well just throw the ticket in the air it was just ridiculous and then it had to be audacity to sort of make up a heap of ground and, and probably uh you know 50 meters probably gets down the winner you know it's just sickening Mm, I was absolutely on the floor. I uh, I unloaded uh, as we were recording the show, as you can remember. Um, but uh, I guess that's the difference, and that's probably the one big thing. I speak to a lot of pro punters, and uh, the resilience uh, from coming back from a defeat like that, I think that's the difference between the punter, the normal mug punter at home and the weekend sort of warrior to uh, the professional punters. They can, uh, they can ride the bumps and pick themselves up off the floor from uh, these sick beats. So if you've gone into your shell after a sweet deal, uh, the punt never ends and you just got to uh, steal yourself and, and find a way to get back on the horse. And there's no better example than uh, our mate DK in the streams. You can see uh, what the punt does to him, but uh, he uh, he finds his niche and he just uh, puts the mouth guard in and he keeps cracking away. On today's show, we're going to talk about the Morton Cup and the Spear Chief. We're also going to have a look at the Queensland Oaks and the Queensland Day Stakes. Uh, our biggest sponsor, or no, sorry, our second biggest sponsor is punningform.com.au. Uh, make sure you check out their database. It's got all the sectional times you need to do the form and benchmark. So if you need to learn how to do that, you can even get Shane to give you a 30 or 40 minute free tutorial if it's all too 
hard for you. So make sure you check out punningform.com.au and give them a try. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to uh, preview the first couple of races at uh, Queensland. Welcome back to Bris Vegas, our Queensland Winter Carnival show. We're going to have a look at the Morton Cup next, and it's a 1,200-metre race. Odds courtesy of topsport.com.au up on the screen. And we've got Splintex, the favourite, $2.60. Varda, $4.80. The Astrologist, $8. Baller, a surprise winner last time. And Stampy, $10. Johnny McLeod, uh, you're first off the... Uh, first up here, we've got uh, Varda, its last start. Talk us through uh, this one. Yeah, well, this is um, this is doom, and they've you know that's it out the back in the blue, um, sort of tracking a pretty a nice horse in uh, Zeno in front of it in the green. And you can see it turn a foot; it just uh, picked up Zeno, went straight past it, and then just charged. You sort of got to look at those outside four or five and keep an eye on those to see you know what sort of difference it ran compared to those because you know the inside part of the track wasn't the best but you, know, you can see even you know it's it's charging past the inside horses but um you know it's even gone past those horses out out a bit wide pretty quickly and, and got a great turn of foot and um i think eagle farm will really suit it here um good speed track will suit and uh should be hard to beat is that how you're expecting the track to play this week as well just fence chop out and pretty even and run on i think that's what um you know, it'll do it again, you know, just like, you know, in Sweet Deals, in one little negative with Sweet Deal is, is that um, that part of the track became the best fairly late in the day. And that's mm. probably why it was able to get as close as it did, because, you know, on a normal track circumstances, it probably should have got beaten four or five lengths. But just the, um, just the way the track was helping a little bit was able to get even closer, even though it's gone like a bomb um it's uh you know that part of the track is the best and that's what's going to happen here again you know you it's sort of you know these inside gates they're they're a pain especially those horses third and fifth on the fence you know they're the ones that are trouble the leaders can veer out a little bit you know like wisdom wisdom orders probably going to show the speed and lead here with winkers on and um you, you know he can veer out in the straight whereas Flintex is going to have to probably switch back to the inside same with Stampy and Varda that little group there are hopefully coming to the corner are going to be starting to get away from the fence and it's going to be just um that big crowd Varda, Scolpini, Baller those three are probably the ones to look out for I would say in this race. Mm. It's, uh, it's been pretty good news during the week with uh, Racing Queensland and the minimum bet law, Johnny. So now bookies, as soon as they put up a price, they have to bet. That's uh, music to your ears, surely. Yeah, it's great. It's it's um like I I, I wasn't really doing a lot of uh, form early or especially on Saturdays. You know, doing it Wednesdays or Thursdays just because I it was no point. You know, you couldn't get on, so you just took your time. You might as well do the other meetings and took your time till nine o'clock in the morning on Saturday mornings. But now, um, you know, you've pretty much got to be on the ball and and, uh, and doing it straight away because you'll be able to make a move a lot quicker than what you normally would have. And, um, you know, it, it's a great little thing to, for it to happen. You know, even the smallest bookie at the track, you know, bets to win a thousand, you know, and these corporates, they don't, uh, they don't really want to, um, you know, stand up tall um you know that's not top sport and i'm not just saying it because i'm on this show here 
top supporters, the one mob that um, really do stand up and are happy to sort of, you know, take you on for a decent amount or something. Whereas the rest, they sky the towel early. They just, they just want to run and hide. Couldn't have said it better myself, but, uh, and that's why Top Sport takes on, and that's why you see uh, Tristan have a crack and open the shoulders on the streams. Let's have a look at uh, the Spear Chief 1500-metre race. Tommy uh, Turbo, you're going to have a look at this one, but odds courtesy of Top Sport, the biggest betting bookie on screen now, Groundswell. Tommy, you're going to have to uh, stop knocking the prices off before you come on the show. Groundswell's three eighty to three forty. Charlie's five dollars. Louvois is six dollars. Goldie Fox eight fifty. It's Lily nine. Flash are eleven, and East Asia fourteen. Uh, I think you're going to skip a run, and you're going to go back to uh, the Morfville Parks run on the uh, the twenty fourth of April. Talk us through this one. Yeah, geez, it's going to be tough to live up to that promotion by Johnny. Then that was something <laughs> else. Um, yeah, this, I've gone back two runs. Groundswell um, did come up to Queensland and run around behind, I think it was Emerald Kingdom last start, but pulled up with the thumps. So I think that's a pretty fair excuse for his run there. Um, he sat on the speed here this day and just put in a pretty um, soft win in the end here at Morfittville. Um, he's a horse that's always kind of shown ability, even since an early age. Um, he's starting to string a few wins and um, good runs together now. I think the Friedman camp have figured him out. He's well-traveled and seems a very adaptable four-year-old gelding. Um, from the wide gate, I think Nash just rolls across here, sits outside a horse like Louvois, and I think they can control the race and make it a race in two, to be honest. I think horses like Charlize and Goldie Fox are going to have their work cut out for them. Um, both come off pretty suicidal tempo races, so they, were, uh, they had the sectionals in their favours. They were allowed to run on. And I think it's just a different configuration here and both of them have to step up here at Eagle Farm. So Groundswell was the one that I went looking for. Mm, I haven't had a chance to uh, cast my over this one, but uh, would you agree there, Johnny, or too early for you to tell? I'm, I'm, a, I'm a real fanatic for last start and uh, proving what you see is what you get. Um, but I can see what Tom's saying. Um, you know, you, you, You've got to forgive. If you forgive, sometimes you get the better odds, you know, and that's the that's the big key because a lot of people do just throw the throw the pick on the first run, the last start, and then throw the rest out and work on that. And I'm I'm a bit like that. Um, but if you do throw that last run out, Lynn Groundswell, you know, is right there. What do you think of Flash R? Yeah, it's a very interesting runner here. It was an absolutely amazing win at the Sunny Coast last start over a thousand meters. Got a long way back. Got the um, wide draw to contend with here, but I think if she can find a spot midfield, Rachel King, I think this is a pretty quirky horse as well. And Rachel King's got a good rap on her down south for dealing with horses that do have issues. She just likes to get them in a rhythm, much like a Jamie Carr, and let them finish off. So if there's enough speed up front, I think Flashar's the one who's going to be strong over 1,500 metres and be charging home late down the middle of the track. Mm. Okay, so Groundswell's a forgive off last start and uh, Johnny McLeod likes Varda. Tommy, it's, uh, you got the curtains drawn up there. Uh, if you open your cupboard, would Jamie Carr pop out of there or what? I wish. Magic 
Oh, God, I'm sure she has. All right, uh, we might uh, take a little bit of a break. And a uh, big thanks to topsport.com.au. They've been in the game for 35 years. Make sure you bet with the bookmaker you can trust. Tristan's uh, been advocating for a long time that he wants the minimum bet rules from the get-go. So uh, it's a big win and a big thanks to Racing Queensland for uh, keeping the fight fair between uh, punter and bookie. That's what it's all about. Uh, we'll take a little bit of a break and we'll come back with the Oaks. Welcome back to Bruce Vegas, our Queensland Winter Carnival show. It's time to talk the Queensland Oaks. We've uh, got a familiar horse up on the top of the market here, the Chris Waller trained bargain. Odds courtesy of topsport.com.au. It's been 4.20 out to 4.80, a little bit easy, a little bit unlucky last start. You got Dias uh, uh, or Dias, $7 into 5.50. Grace and Harmony, bit of boom about this one, 5.50. I know some guys uh, taking $26 pre-post, so best of luck to those blokes. Only Words, $8. Charm Star, $8.50. And then you've got uh, Media Award trying to go for the Adelaide Queensland Oaks double. We're going to get a replay of Bargain last start. And uh, this is in the main lead-up. The Roses up there. Talk us through this one, Tommy Turbo. Yep. Uh, so this was the Roses indeed, Scoot. Um, this was run at a much stronger tempo than probably what we're going to see on Saturday. A fair few of the horses there who are on speed, you can see kind of dying on the inside there. They haven't made it through the run. They're possibly cast for the rest of their careers now. Um, so I've kind of gone looking for horses that didn't really have the platform there to um, show their wares. Horses like Bargain and Splendiferous probably have a better um, platform this time around. Bargain, of course, had the 35 days off. so expecting improvement there she's a class filly proven over the distance really liked her work late through the line there at doom and especially past the post she looks to stalk the leaders here on what looks a moderate tempo i think splendiferous was um she worked her ring off the purse the first um half of that race almost caught wide coming off a 1400 meter wagga run um, nash goes on probably gets a softer lead here and she's a half-sister to Queensland stayer, uh, Ballistic Boy, who I'm sure you would know, Scoot, from doing your Queensland form back in the day. So on breeding, she's got both class and staying prowess on her side. Um, kind of surprised at the price of Douay's early here. Um, looks a really tough assignment from gate 12. You've got the wide gate to contend with seven weeks between runs and first time travelling in a state. Mm, it's a funny one to uh, bargain and do as there wasn't a lot between them in uh, the Sydney version of the Oaks and bargain to my eye she was just a bit slow away which is uncustomary of her so I was, I was sort of hoping maybe the blinkers or something would go on or the winkers just to get her out of the gates a little bit faster but um, maybe they're, um, they'll know about it this time what uh, what about you Johnny any read here well you know I, I didn't know I haven't um I didn't look at bargain for the hour jump the other day, but just looking at that video, then um, you know it ran away from uh, Grace and Harmony. The only reason it didn't get down only, or was it Easy Far that won that, or only words? Um, only words. Yeah, only yeah, words. Like, you know, the only reason it didn't beat only words the other day was because it wobbled on the corner. You know, it's just you, you tried to go forward at the wrong stage, and it, it wobbled. It balanced up, and it charged to the line. You know, from what Tom, the map that Tom's got getting the Barden, Barden, Bargain into around about four too wide. And if it can attack the line bigger straight, I think, uh, you know, it's hard to get away from it. You know, 
there's, there's, not, there's not too many sort of um, things or negatives that you can throw at it, um, especially that time off is going to improve. You know, everything, it should be peaking here, you know, pretty strongly, I would say. So, you know, I'm sticking to the favourite there, but, um, you know, I think by uh, well, the look of it, it's blowing, I, you know, I can't see why it will be. Mm, it's an interesting uh, preparation for Dais or Dias or I don't know how you say it, but um, to come here fresh is an interesting assignment and media awards under a little bit of a veterinary cloud by the sounds of things, so stewards need to still uh, check check it to pass it to race. Mm, mm. Yeah, it was, yeah it, was, it was a nice win there in this Australasian Oaks, but it did start $61, but it was it's still very lightly raised, but yeah, as you say, it's got to travel into state now, and it's under the veteran veteran oh, veterinarian. It's under a cloud. <laughs> it's under an injury cloud. Four four eighty uh, bargain each way doesn't sound like a bad way to go. Race nine is uh, the Queensland Day Stakes. We've got odds courtesy of topsport.com.au up on the screen now. We've got Georgie's Pride. There's a big scratching here, so ignore the flux if you're looking at uh, early markets. Georgie's Pride's $3.90. Kishikano, $3.90. Our Playboy, $7.50. Rocketing by $8. Mass Destruction, sounds like the Victorian government, $9. And uh, we're going to have a look at uh, our Playboy on the, uh, the 22nd of May here. Johnny. Yeah, they, this power play was the one in the uh, green last. Now it got shuffled back to that position. Um, it doesn't show a lot of speed anyway, but it kept on. It did get checked around about the 800 or 1000 mark back. And you see the line green. He's just trying to come to the outside. Fence is no good here this day, and he's trying to come out. He's, he's now he's just going to tack on to, um, I think it's Tremonto in the front, and now he's going to charge. Well, wow. I think um, I think that. I don't think, I think the, the speed of the race wasn't all that strong and it was pretty hard to, to attack the line and I think it did a good job. They gelded at this preparation and just not a real big horse, but a nice, neat, compact horse. And um, I think the horse will you know, be really suited here just because Georgie's pride only knows one way. And, and from that gate, um, Burn is going to, well, he's going to know that it's going to, it'll roll pretty quickly, but there's a couple of horses in Streak and Tremonto that have got speed drawn inside of it that he's going to have to give it a dig or some sort of dig. And if he does, it'll take off. They're going to go quick. And this horse will be very strong at the finish out playboy. And I think it's hard to beat. There's another horse in the race that won that race, Kisakato, who mm. we were tipping the other day just because we thought it could turn the corner and look run was pretty good at, at the Gold Coast prior. Now, it's another horse that can improve again and take another step just because um, it was in inferior ground in there. And, and it, it had to pick up two to three lengths on the leaders who were sprinting in the worst part of the track, and it did it. So it, it was a nice win. Um, but just I think if our playboy is within a couple of lengths of Kisakana, well, then I think he'll be too strong for Kisakana. So I think he might run over. There's another horse in the race. It's going to be odds fleeked up down the bottom. It's got a little hope. Um, went really good at the midweeks. It, it's coming out of a, um, I think it was a class three at the midweeks, but it was a very strong class three, sat wide, um, worked and hit the line good. And a, and a couple of preparations ago as a two-year-old, it raced some nice horses and beat a few of them at, at times. And I think um, it might've come back a better horse again after last prep when it failed a few times. So they're the three I'm looking for. Good speed up front. Horses attacking the line that mid track race nine. I think this race is my play day or my, 
my race to play in, and it was race nine last week, so hopefully <laughs> you <laughs> mm, hopefully you've uh, got a change of fortune this time and uh, I do see Jim Burns jumped off this horse but uh, Jimmy Burns been on uh, George's pride about five or six times uh, so he's probably need a crowbar to get him off that one so he's probably pretty committed to that one anyway but Benny Thompson might be fine on this one and as you say the track just could be playing absolutely perfect for this horse so yeah it's 7.50 with top sport uh, it'd definitely be the way that uh, I'm playing. Yeah, that re- replay was just absolutely sensational. Let's have uh, let's have a look at the top sport early bets, and we can often jag a winner off the early money. And the first one that we've got here is uh, Red Chase. This is one of Fletcher's. Must be on the back up here from the Fletcher Files. Uh, race three, number one. Red Chase has been thousand uh, dollars at six dollars. Any interest there? It went okay the other day. Um, you know, it, it was in a lot better race than this, but it, it's it climbed the weights a little bit. So that's that's my worry. But it's found a, a hell of a lot easier race. You know, and last preparation late in its preparation, it did lighten off, and it um, it, it just went off. Whereas this time, I seen it the other the day, and it, uh, it had a little bit of condition left in it, which is good for this horse. And um, I, I think it'll take improvement, but you know. Take six dollars, you know, up in weight, and not a real big horse. That's that's the little concern for me. Where it, I, you know, I couldn't take the six dollars, but I, you know, goes okay. Mm. Regal Farm Race Five, number six is the next one. This is Stampy. Five hundred at fifteen dollars. This is a horse we backed a couple of starts ago, and uh, you've already suggested that you like Varda in this one. So it's maybe a uh, a bit of a hit and hope on that one but uh this next bet catches my eye a little bit was uh race seven number four in good health a thousand at seven dollars and that's uh from the peter moody yard that horse now is only fucked off into 650 but wow it uh hit one very very impressively and dominant in uh adelaide last start wasn't what um you know it's back in distance i think it's coming back from 2000 a mile but um, they put the blinkers on or the pacifier, the, the hood of some sort on it the other day. And it just rolled forward and over raced a little bit. And they went along quick and it, and it booted. Um, if, if this, uh, if Burn can just realize this horse could take off on him and just slides over, he'll get it easy. There's only a cup, this fabric has got a little bit of speed. Gemma Scotland won't lead. And, you know, there's no there's no leader here, so he just can take his time going the front. If he pushes the button coming to the corner like he does on a lot of a lot of uh, Des Forces um, uh, runners and uh, Georgies and Red Chase, what's that called? Um, the, one of the in the Stradbroke that horse that keeps going. Um, oh, I can't think of it, but he, he lets him run. If he does if he does that with this horse around about the you know the five hundred, mm. they. You know, Hachi Chase. Hachi Chase, that's, that's it. That's it. Yeah. And it, it'll be hard to... He's just got that... You know, he's got that 2,000 under his belt that he can use it to his benefit at a certain stage to make them pay. And yeah. uh, good hope. Two, yeah, 2,000 back to 1,600 is always a good platform, in my opinion, especially in these um, listed and black type races where you've got a bit of tempo. Mm. It's going to be interesting to see how uh, Natoya goes with that uh, Zaki form. And one of Johnny Walters' uh, tips from last start was uh, Polly Gray was a good winner at Rose Hill. It uh, sort of fell in at the end of it. But, um, yeah, tricky little race there and even uh, rock o'clock coming from the Dark Jewel. So it's a uh, 
it's a tricky little race, that one. But uh, hopefully we've found uh, a winner or two. Bargains away they're going in the Oaks. Varda is well fancied. And uh, our playboy was definitely a replay that caught my eye. So uh, a big thanks. And uh, Johnny, where can they find uh, your stuff if they want to play on the weekend on every single possible race? Straight to backbet.com.au and I'll give, uh, give James a, um, a message on... Uh on Twitter and he'll, he'll fix you up sort of thing. We've had a bit of a run. We had a good week, good uh, day on Wednesday in the yard. Um, we hit a couple of hurdles late, but we found a couple of 10 to 1, 12 to 1 shots on Wednesday, so it was good. So hopefully we're, we've got our, uh, got our eye in. Thanks, uh, Johnny, and uh, big thanks to you, Tommy Turbo. You got MVP last week, so make sure uh, a couple of quiet nights and don't lose your head, uh, and hopefully we can uh, win a bag full of money this week as well. Yeah. Back. Johnny's going. Fi- Johnny's going fishing this weekend, or well, not this weekend. He leaves on Sunday and comes back, I think Thursday. So I've got the keys to the asylum next week. And back. <laughs> uh, don't tell DK that he, uh, he thinks you're a part-time fisherman. Anyway, that's a uh, big thanks from us, and uh, we'll catch you next week. But uh, make sure you follow Bet Doctor TV and Little Birdie Podcast for all your uh, podcast needs and streams. Uh, we're going to try and get a uh, stream up and going on Stradbroke next weekend, so maybe these guys will uh, will chime in. It's lockdown fresh hell in Melbourne, so hopefully uh, on Stradbroke and Swan Hill Carnival weekend, we can get something up and going for us battlers in here uh, that just keep peppering away and betting and you guys at home. So make sure you follow us on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, however you consume your podcast. We're there and uh, YouTube uh, at Little Birdie TV. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>